This is Wealth with Wisdom with Steve Vascard and Vanessa Sexton from Wealth and Retirement Strategies. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Steve and Vanessa provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Wealth with Wisdom with Steve Vascard and Vanessa Sexton. Hello and welcome back to Wealth with Wisdom. My name is Vanessa Sexton along with my partner Steve Vascard with Wealth and Retirement Strategies. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call. Our number is 865-691-1211 or visit us online at wealthwithwisdom.com. And while at our website, click on the radio page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. So everybody likes to make a buck, right? And for most of us, we don't have much of a choice. We have to put enough money in our pocket to pay our bills. So we get up every day, we head off to our job, happy to do an honest day's work for an honest day's pay, right? But alas, not everyone thinks that way. In reality, there are financial con artists out there just waiting to rip off good and honest people like us. Some of their schemes are complex, and some of them are so simple, it's amazing that they ever get away with it. So on today's show, we're going to take a look at some of the more common financial scams and what you can do to help protect yourself. But before we venture further into the world of financial scams, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who I'm happy to report is one of the most ethical and stand-up people I know. Uh, You just don't know me well enough. That's the <laughs> I'm teasing. Thanks for the thanks for the compliment. I mean, you know, my yes. my motto has always been take care of your family, look out for your neighbors, and always tell the truth, right? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's what's important. Well, I think you've set up a great show for us today by the sounds of it. Now, before we get into the show, I have to ask Steve Vasgard, how have you been doing? I've been doing great. Um uh, I went to Hickory, North Carolina and played golf with my brother-in-law. Oh, I went fun. to Florida. Went to Florida this past weekend and played golf with my son-in-law and my grandson who played in his first golf tournament at the age of 4. What? <laughs> he shot a 52 <laughs> and he played and he played against third and fourth graders 6 wow. 6 to 9 years old and the winning score was 44 and my 4-year-old shot a 52 that That's is impressive. very impressive but it sounds like you've been off having fun and vanessa i assume that means you've been holding down the fort and working right <laughs> well i i did both actually i held down the fort just a little before flying up to illinois and visiting with my daughter and my oh, two grandsons that's nice that's nice yeah oh you're not old enough to have grandkids i am i have two small Oh, you must have gotten started young because you don't look old enough to be a grandparent. That's for sure. I did. Well, uh, this show is going to be a good one uh, because, you know, like a lot of folks listening, I've watched these news stories about people getting taken for thousands of dollars. And my heart just drops in my stomach when I hear about these things, especially when they take advantage of seniors and the elderly. And, 
you know, mm-hmm. first I, I'm mad that somebody would, I, I get upset that, or angry that people would do that to a fellow human being. But second, you, you have can. to ask yourself, oh, hey, could I fall for that kind of thing? And uh, uh, so we need to be careful. What do you have first for us, Steve? We're going to we're gonna be talking about an article from the National Counseling Council on Aging. It's titled, The Top 10 Financial Scams Targeting Seniors. It's got some great information. The article notes that according to the FBI, seniors lose more than $3 billion every year to con artists. And it's not just the wealthy seniors who are targeted. Low-income older folks are just as likely to fall prey to scams. And don't think it's always strangers committed these crimes. More than 90% of reported elder abuse which includes financial crimes, is committed by a family member. Despicable. Yeah, that is, that's terrible. I mean, the fact that it's committed by a family member. Uh, and those are jarring facts you gave us. What's the first uh, common scam that you want to talk about, Steve? Well, the first one is probably the most common one around. In this one, the scammer calls their target and pretends to be from the IRS, the Social Security Administration, Medicare, or something similar to that. They may tell you that you have unpaid taxes and you'll be arrested if you don't pay up. Or they may suggest your Social Security and Medicare benefits are about to be cut off unless you provide personal information. And these shysters are so sophisticated they, they could even make the phone company they're calling from appear to be the actual number, the agency they're pretending to represent. Yikes. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. not good either. So when in doubt, hang up, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. find the Find the agency's number online or through an official site and call it. Uh, I guess if... Well, actually... I actually had to, when I first signed up for Social Security, a week later, I got a phone call from some lady in Chicago with Social Security. And I said, give me your phone number and I'll call you back. And she gave me the number and sure enough, she was legit. Oh, wow. Really? Because I, I, I thought they would never, ever call you. Typically, they won't call you. So you're exactly. you're safe with just hanging up and then looking up the number online and calling them back. So, yeah, yes. that's that's the good thing. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, and, uh, you know, uh, again, when in doubt, hang up, find the agency's number online and call it. it. You know, if the if the phone call was legit, like in your case, the information will be on file, right? Exactly. So, Vanessa, what's the next common? So, the next common con, which I find surprising, it, they call it the grandparent scam. And often the scammer will call an older person and say, hi, grandpa or hi, grandma, do you know who this is? And once the grandpa throws out a name, the shyster says yes and pretends to be that person. And from there, it's off to the criminal races. The crook will often request money for unexpected expenses like a car repair or overdue rent. And they'll ask the grandparent to promise they won't tell anyone. And because these scammers typically ask to be paid by wire transfer or gift cards, once the money is gone, it's gone for good. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's not good. But, you know, if you do work with financial services professionals like yourselves, uh, I know you're a good resource for people and you help your clients out with this. If they believe somebody is uh, trying to get their money, 
they can, uh, you know, talk to you and you're going to be able to help them because you've seen and heard it all. You guys can smell a rat from a mile away, right? Yeah, it takes one to be one. <laughs> <laughs> takes one to know one, right? <laughs> he's re- yeah, he's referring to. I a would hope so. So let's let's take a look at Medicare scams because almost every American sixty five or older automatically receives Medicare. Scammers already have an easy end to try their con. In this scam, the crook will typically pose as a Medicare representative requesting personal information like your social security number, date of birth, bank account, or something similar to that. But always ask yourself why someone from Medicare would be calling you for your birthday or social security number. After all, if you're already enrolled in Medicare, isn't it obvious they already have your personal information? If something feels off during a conversation, it probably means something really is off. Yeah, yeah. Again, uh, your instinct, uh, the your gut is a powerful tool. If your instincts are telling you something isn't right, trust trust your instincts because uh, it's not good. And besides, any legitimate business or organization isn't going to have a problem with you verifying what they're telling you. Just hang up and look it up. That's spot on, Tony. You're exactly right. Moving on, so the computer tech scams are often another big one we hear about. In this one, the scammer preys on the fact that some older folks feel intimidated by modern technology. When you're working on your computer, a pop-up message or even a blank screen will suddenly appear telling you that your device needs repair. And when you call the number that's given to you, the crook will either request remote access to your computer or will demand payment for a repair. If you receive this message and aren't comfortable dealing with it yourself, turn off your computer and ask a trusted family member or friend for help. You can also take it to your local repair service. I mean, I think we've probably all experienced this one at, at some time or another. Yeah, it hasn't happened for a couple of years, but for about a year, I would get an email saying they know my password for my computer and they gave me the password and they told me I had to send them some money, but I never did and nothing ever happened. Wow. Wow. Well, and uh, again, this is uh, this is really important to, to be aware of these things. Um, and I think it's been a great show so far. I imagine it's a little scary for people out there to hear about some of these and just how common some of these scams are. And But the good news is uh, with a little research and some due diligence, I think we can help protect ourselves from these things. So what's the next financial scam you want to look at? Well, the next one is talking about sweepstakes and lottery scams. Ah. This this one, I'm guessing many of our listeners are somewhat familiar with because it's a scam that tends to get a fair amount of media attention. In this particular scheme, frosters, crooks, tell you there would be victim that they'll hit it big with a lottery or sweepstakes, but they need to make a payment to unlock the prize. Now, it's happened to me before. I didn't fall for it, but I, they yep. tried to get me, me to too. do that. It's, it's, it's common for the victim to send a check that looks legit, but a few days after deposit, the check is revealed to be worthless. But guess what? The crooks have already made off with the money you paid them, and you're also on the hook for any fees that may come along with that bounced check. 
And that's probably happened to me three or four times where they told me I won a zillion dollars and I needed to send them some money. My dad, who passed away 12 years ago, got involved in this and lost over $100,000. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, just remember, if it if it sounds too good to be true, then more than likely it is too good to exactly. be true. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and if you work with a financial services professional, reach out to them and get a second opinion. I actually had a publisher's clearinghouse message on my phone uh, just a couple of weeks ago oh, wow. saying I'd won one5 five million dollars right so and it sounded it sounded really legit and i'd actually filled out the thing this year i never entered that thing right oh my but i actually entered so i'm like hmm. but i deleted it and i went on publishers clearinghouse and they said they will never ever call you they will only notify you via registered mail uh you you have to you certified registered mail that you'd have to sign for or they would uh come straight to your place and knock on your door and they'll visit you. Yeah, that's what, that's what, yeah, that's what I see. Everybody knocking on my door with money. Yeah, no, (laughs) no, some lucky person, I guess, but, uh, there are so many scams like that. Um, Vanessa, what do you have for us? Well, another, uh, common form of elder fraud is robocalls and phone scams. Using the latest technology, scammers dial a huge volume of households around the world. And once they have someone on the line, there are any number of ways for them to try and rip people off. Some may tell you that your car's warranty has expired. I know we've all gotten that one. And you need to re-up while others say, can you hear me? And once you say yes, we'll hang up. From there, they'll use your recorded voice to record and authorize fraudulent charges on stolen credit cards. If you think you may have fallen for this one, reach out to your bank, your credit card companies, and financial services professionals to alert them about this potential fraud that's happened. Yes. And that's actually happened to me twice in the last three weeks. My bank would send me an email um, regarding my ATM card. Did I make this charge? And I said no. So my business ATM and my personal ATM card were canceled and were reissued. Well, I'm glad you're not falling for this, Steve, because you might be elderly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're not going to talk about anybody's age here on the show. Okay, thank you. Uh, But you guys are right. I mean, if in doubt, reach out. I think the cold reality here is that, you know, you may not know you've been scammed until after it's complete. Uh, But the financial companies or your financial professional can help you get ahead of the situation at least yes now here's one that that kind of cracks me up romance scams are the next fraud situation that older folks should be keenly aware of this is a pretty straightforward con job in which the scammer hits internet dating sites seeking out victims and this is typically female uh, men do this as well but there is a huge um, female base that does this they use fake profiles and social media accounts the crooks will seek um, to exploit their their marks loneliness the fraudster will often claim to be living overseas and will ask for money to help cover the cost of visas medical emergencies and travel expenses to come visit to come visit you and because this tends to be a long-term scam 
The bad guys can often get a lot of money before they vanish. In fact, the article notes that in just 2019, the Federal Trade Commission estimates that seniors lost around $84 million in romance schemes. That is so sad. Is. So, gentlemen, please, if you're on dating sites and beautiful young women are reaching out asking for money, be aware of that. Yeah. That, again, if or it's too good versa. to be true, it probably... Exactly. Yeah. It probably is not. You know what that reminds me? I had a client years ago, a very attractive, but very intelligent, educated woman who was scammed by a she thought was a boyfriend that lived on a that lived overseas yeah. and needed money. Yeah. And it turns out he took her for almost everything she yep, had. That'll happen. And that's terrible. That one in particular makes me so angry, and it's that it makes one, me sick. It's really despicable because it exploits the fact that a lot of seniors live alone, and their kids and grandparents might not have the yes. their, their kids and grandkids, I should say, might not have the flexibility to spend time with them. They probably maybe they moved away, and that means uh, they're isolated or lonely. But no matter how busy you are, if you're listening to this and you have elderly. Uh, loved ones in your life, uh, make sure you reach out to them often. Just give them a phone call so they know you're okay and you know they're okay and, and that they know you're thinking about them. That's a great po- point, Tony. Uh, the next common scam is internet, email, and text messaging. It's a doozy because there are just so many different ways scammers can use it. As we noted earlier in the show, because of some older folks aren't entirely comfortable with technology, they become common marks for this particular fraud. We've already addressed a pop-up window computer scam earlier in the show, so let's take a moment to look at email and text messages. With this con, the scammer crafts a message that looks nearly exactly like something you'd receive from a company or business you trust requesting your personal information or just asking you to update your credit card payment. That's happened to me about four or five times from GoDaddy. And it looks like a GoDaddy email asking for credit card information, and it's not. They'll then use this information you've given them to steal your personal and financial information. Like with phone scams, don't feel like you need to respond immediately. If you get an email or text from your bank or credit card company about something, it just doesn't seem right, find their contact number and give them a call. They'll be able to tell you whether the message is on the level or not. Don't forget that your bank, credit card company, and other institutions work for you and don't work for them. The least they can do is answer your questions and address your concerns if you think someone maybe trying to scam you. Yeah. And I mean, once again, it's all about your, your instincts and following your instincts and your gut feeling on some of these. I mean, some of those phishing messages are so good. You're sure, you're sure they're the real thing, but again, you have to ask yourself, how often does a completely random message asking you for personal information make sense? Uh, Not often in my experience. So, I mean, it, it actually happened to me this morning and all I have to do is look at the email address, and it's all weirdo, yeah. and I know it's a scam. Yeah, exactly. I think I get, I think this is the most common one, because every single day, I'm pretty sure I get a an email that from Amazon. I got one today from Amazon saying that my payment was declined oh, yeah. and my order would not be shipped. Yeah. 
So, I mean, and I ordered something from Amazon yesterday. So it, it's, and I think that's where the elderly fall, fall as it victims. Seems legit. Is, is, it does. And PayPal, have you gotten the PayPal yep. ones? Oh, yeah. I mean, me too. And so just really be aware and do not be given information out via uh, digital communication yeah, like that. Just email and then go directly to delete the it. site of that. Yes, Go to Amazon.com or go to PayPal.com. Don't don't right. click and on any link problem, in an email ever. No. And if there's a problem, it will show up within your Amazon or within your PayPal yes. account. Yeah. You don't click on the emails. That's the, that's the key there. And you know, I mean, we're looking into some of these common scams and frauds that uh, especially uh, the elderly fall victim to and how they may be able to better protect themselves. Uh, what do you have for us next, Vanessa? Now that we've taken a close look at some of the common scams out there, we're going to switch gears just slightly and discuss how you can better protect your financial accounts from outlaws who are looking to rip you off. And we're going to be looking into a Forbes article, How Secure Are Your Financial Accounts and How to Protect Yourself. It has some really useful and extremely user-friendly information. As the article explains, cost at vigilance is essential because con artists are doing anything possible to stay one step ahead of the good guys. For example, synthetic IDs are becoming increasingly common. With this scam, the crook combines public and stolen data to create a synthetic ID that can be so good it passes facial recognition. Wow. 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 Technology has really come a long way, and I'm going to get heartburn just thinking about that one. So, Obviously, when it comes to protecting our accounts, uh, we need to be aware. What's the first thing that you'd recommend? Uh, well, Tony, the first step is to make sure you're aware of all your various accounts. Sounds simple, right? Right. But I can tell you from my experience working with clients that it's easier than you may think to forget an account. I got a client in Florida. He sent me about two months ago a statement for $135,000 and he said, do you know anything about this? And that was an account he had forgotten about. And once you get a full roster of your accounts and their locations, you can move on to more act, more concrete security steps like multi-factor authentication. Multi-factor ways to sign in. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Most most banks, credit card companies, and other financial institutions provide this option. One of the most common ways to provide multi-factor ways to get into your account is through a text message. With this method, you enter your password, but before being logged into your account, you receive a text asking you to confirm that you're the person attempting to access this account. It happened to me this morning. While it may take a few seconds longer to get into your account, this kind of step may go a long way in keeping your account safer. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's huge. That's huge. And I and I think that, you know, obviously safety needs to come first and um, you know, the first couple of times I used that multi-factor authentication, I was annoyed, you know, hey, I have to go jump through another hoop just to check my balance, but the truth is after you use it a few times, I don't even notice it anymore. And if answering a quick text makes my account safer, hey, I'll take that deal every time. Right, Vanessa? I completely agree with you, Tony. That has turned into 
my favorite way to authenticate, sure. to be honest yep. with you, because it's so easy yeah. now. And like you said it in the beginning, it was annoying, but now, now I'm grateful for it. So our next prudent step when making your finances more secure is regularly checking your credit report. And I do this on my phone, so it's not that difficult. So regularly checking your credit report is free and easy on many websites. And you don't need to be tech savvy for this one either. Just submit your information and boom, there's your report. Beyond regularly checking your credit report, you should also closely monitor your credit card and debit card transactions to ensure that you haven't been the victim of fraud. If you have been, immediately call your bank or credit card company to alert them to the situation. And also looking at your credit score and making sure that it hasn't um, decreased dramatically is another way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's that is. And you have to stay on top of that as well. I think that's really important. So, uh, I mean, when it comes to your finances, knowing where you stand, that's probably the most important thing. Right. And, and earlier in the show, you were talking about uh, the different kinds of financial fraud that are out there. Uh, and I think that, again, working with uh, folks like yourself, Steve and Vanessa, that's one way to protect yourself, isn't it? Very true, yeah. Tony. Savvy financial professionals know that part of their job description is to make sure their clients are confident as possible that their assets are safe and secure. Using a password manager and getting out of the habit of using the same password over and over is another solid step when it comes to keeping your money more secure. There are many programs out there that you can use long and elaborate passwords for every one of your accounts that the program remembers on your behalf. Some have free versions you can try out before bumping up to a premium version, which usually has a monthly cost to it. Well, yeah, it does. and But, it, you know, sometimes it, it can be worth it. I recently started using a password manager, and I, I have to admit, it's a game changer because I was in the habit of using the same password on multiple sites just so I could remember it, right? Uh, but, right. Uh, and, you know, well, well, I thought it was a fairly elaborate password, had a couple of unique characters and things. The reality is using that same password on multiple sites made me more vulnerable to fraud, like you were saying, Steve. And I think that's important. So uh, what's another one you have for us, Vanessa? Paying for online purchases with a credit card rather than using your debit card is another wise security step. Remember, it's possible that you might be on the hook for up to $500 in charges if your debit card is used fraudulently and you don't report it between two and 60 days after your statement was sent to you. On the flip side, if you use your credit card instead, you'll only be responsible for $50 in bogus charges. Additionally, most credit cards already offer zero fraud liability policies. And, you know, my son mentioned that to me the other day because I gave him my credit card to purchase something. And he had learned that in school that it's much it's much better to use a credit card for purchases. That way they do not have access to your your actual money. Well, yeah, exactly. It, because like a debit card or a check card is linked directly to your account. And so they could clean you out. But a, uh, a regular a Visa or MasterCard or American Express, they have fraud protection, like you say. And I think that's that's another key. Um, you know, and I have a card with perks that I charge everything to throughout the month. And then I pay when I get the bill, I pay it in full. That way I get more security. Plus you rack up perks. 
So uh, we have to close out the episode. We ran out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Of course there is. If you'd like more information about what we've discussed, which is a lot and very important, I'd encourage you to visit our website at wealthwithwisdom.com or give us a call at the office at 865-691-1211. You can always shoot me an email at vanessa at wealthwithwisdom.com and we can discuss how we might be able to answer your questions, address your concerns. It's our goal to help you prepare for that retirement you've worked so hard for. All right. Well, great show today, guys. And uh, that does it. Uh, Steve, anything else to add? Nope. Just keep it in the fairway. (laughs) All right. That does it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to Wealth with Wisdom. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Steve Vasgard and Vanessa Sexton at Wealth and Retirement Strategies. Call 865-357-4024 or visit them online at wealthwithwisdom.com. Steve Vasgard, Vanessa Sexton, and Wealth and Retirement Strategies are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. 